Welcome back to the Automotive Podcast, and today um, I'm going to be talking about the Lancia Stratos. Now, this is a car that I didn't know that much about, but I've definitely seen it around. It's a fairly well-known car, but it's also, now that I've researched it and looked into it, it has got to be one of, at least in my opinion, the coolest cars ever made. I mean, it had a very short production run, it really wasn't around that long, um, but it made a big statement, especially in rally racing. It also has pretty unique looks. It looks, well, like a Hot Wheels car. I mean, like, it looks like someone took a Hot Wheels car and blew it up to life size. It's, it's a normal size car, but a small car, if that makes sense. Like, it just looks small. It looks lightweight, it looks agile, there's not much to it, but it really encompasses kind of that toy look in a real size car. It's also very wedge shape. Um, kind of looks like a block of Swiss cheese. You know, it's not a bad thing. Um, it, it fits with, with the time it was made, uh, you know, during the 70s. It's got a, a, a unique wraparound windshield, uh, pop-up and down headlights, which is always a bonus. Um, and I think it's a it's a cute little car, to be honest. You know, it's not really aggressive, um, but it's got character. So the story of the Stratos essentially starts with another car, also made by Lancia, called... The Fulvia? I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not totally sure. Um, but this car was Lancia's uh, rally racer. Um, it was produced from 1963 to 1976. Um, and it was it was a pretty successful rally car. It had two world championships uh, under its belt. Um, but it was getting a little bit old. And Lancia was looking for something to replace it with, specifically replace it with another car designed for rally racing. Now, at that time, Lancio was working with another company called Pininfarina, and uh, this company essentially designed cars for Lancia. They worked together um, in what the car would look like. However, there was another company called Bertone that knew that Lancia was looking for a replacement uh, rally car. And Bertone wanted to, well, get the business of Lancia. They wanted to create a relationship with Lancia and start working together. So in order to impress Lancia, Bertone developed a car that they called the Stratos Zero Concept. And they literally took this car and drove it right into the Lancia factory. Um, and... To be more accurate, you would say that they actually drove it underneath the gates of the factory, um, as this car was just 33 inches tall. It's also just all around a crazy looking concept car. To me, maybe, maybe I'm weird, but it looks almost backwards. Like when I look at the front of the car, I think I'm looking at the back of the car, but the back of the car also looks like the back of a car. So I guess instead of backwards, it looks like someone took the back of one car and the back of a different kind of car and stuck them together. It's really weird looking. Um, it is also very wedge shaped. Um, it has a bunch of weird design features, such as 10 tiny headlights that cover the full width of the front of the car. So instead of having headlights, it has like this light bar thing across. Um, the windshield is a massive square just kind of dumped on the top of the wedge. It's bizarre looking. It doesn't look like there's any curve to the windshield. Um, it also has side windows that look down on nothing but pavement, like they're angled so you can't see anything out of them but the road. And also those those weird pavement windows are below like normal side windows. So you can look out the normal, like a normal side window, but then below those at an angle are these 
while windows that look at nothing but the ground. Um, and obviously it was designed to just make a statement. Um, I would highly encourage you to look up this car. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to explain how absolutely weird it is, but I don't think that I can do an accurate job. I mean, really, look this thing up. It's insane. So this concept car was actually designed by a man named Marcelli Gandini, um, and he's also known for designing the Lamborghini Miura. Uh, so he he has some unique cars, and they, they do look good. I mean, it's not an ugly car. They're just unique cars. Um, so from this concept car, uh, Lancia wanted to work with Bertone, um, and they started developing the Stratos HF. Um, that's what they called it. The HF stands for high fidelity uh, because it's the 70s and I guess things need weird names. So the Stratos would be a mid-engine car. Um, it would be powered by the 2.4 liter V6 that's actually from a Ferrari dyno. Um, and so from the very first iterations of this car, the very first beginnings of its design, it was always the plan to have a Ferrari dyno engine as the powertrain. However, they ended up being kind of forced to try out different engines because Ferrari wasn't always super helpful. So they also looked at putting the engine from the Fulvia, that older rally car um, that Lancia made. They just thought, okay, what if we just swapped in the engine? Um, and they also looked at putting in the Lancia Beta engine. And the reason that they tried out these different engines was because Enzo Ferrari had issues uh, supplying engines to a car that would be his competitor. He didn't think it was smart to supply, essentially, the engines that he knows are good because he made them to a car that would compete with his own. Um, however, this ended up not being a problem in the very end because when the production of the dyno ended and it wasn't being made anymore, uh, Enzo didn't have a problem, and so he provided 500 engines to Lancia specifically for the building of Stratos. So without any fine-tuning or anything added, uh, this engine produces 188 horsepower. And I want to also say, that, you know, like I said earlier, the Stratos HF was based off the Stratos Zero concept, but they're very different cars. You can see that the Stratos HF, you know, it, it is inspired by the Zero concept, but it's definitely more practical looking. Um, they definitely changed the windshield a lot. Uh, they changed it to kind of a wraparound shape, which is very iconic. Um, they got rid of the light bar, so, you know, they put up normal pop-up and down headlights, big improvement in my opinion. And they also got rid of those weird windows that look down on pavement. So the main reason that they chose to go with that wraparound windshield look was this car, as, I, as I've said, was specifically designed to be a rally car. They weren't looking to make a road car. They weren't looking to make a super fast car. They were looking to make a car that would destroy on the rally stages. And so part of that is obviously you want maximum forward visibility. You want your driver to be able to see what's coming and react. And so that's what the goal was. They, they tried to put a window in that would allow for no obstructions in the driver's visibility. Um, they didn't care about the reverse though. Uh, the Stratos has almost no rear visibility. You can't see out the back of it. So in order for the Stratos HF to compete in World Rallycross, um, Valencia needed to make 500 road legal versions of this car. Uh, so this would lead to the Stratos HF Stardale, um, essentially just the road legal version of the Stratos HF. 
Uh, this road legal version would only be produced for a single year, and because its only purpose was to allow the Stratos HF to compete. It had had no other purpose. Lancia was not trying to make this a available product for people. And so they just produced the bare number of these road legal versions and moved on. So this recipe of building a rally car from the ground up worked beautifully. This car absolutely destroyed in the WRC. Um, and part of that was due to it being extremely light it weighed between 900 and 950 kilograms, depending on the configuration the car was in. Um, and it made a lot of horsepower. Uh, so the base dyno engine produced 188 horsepower. But for the rally versions of the Stratos, it got bumped up to 275 horsepower, uh, which was in a 12-valve engine configuration. They eventually developed a 24-valve uh, configuration of the engine that would produce 320 horsepower. For those that don't know, the 24 valve just simply means that there are four valves per cylinder, so the flow of air and fuel into the cylinders and the flow of exhaust out is more efficient, so the engine is simply able to make more power. Another thing to note though is that the 24 valve version of the engine was actually banned by the FIA in 1978, so the really high-powered version was actually not allowed uh, after the first couple of years. This allowed for the car to be light, agile, and like I said, have really good visibility. So the first year it was entered in the WRC in 1974, it won. And then it won in 1975, and then it won in 1976. Uh, the 1974 win was actually even more impressive considering the fact that the car started racing halfway through the season. So the season was already halfway done and then the Stratos just comes in and takes the championship. Uh, it was also able to get wins at the Monte Carlo Rally in 1975, 1976, and 1977. The ending of its rally career is rather sad because it ended due to politics. Um, the Fiat Group, which is essentially a holding company, which means their business is owning other companies, um, and the Fiat Group actually owns Ferrari, Maserati, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, and others. Um, so essentially the Fiat Group decided that Abarth was due to enter the WRC. They wanted a different car in the WRC, um, and so they told Lancia to get out. Uh, they told them to stop racing and to allow a different car in. And so after just a few years, even though it was doing incredibly well, uh, the Stratos was removed from rally racing, at least with the backing of Lancia. It would continue racing at the hands of private owners um, and continue to do extremely well, uh, but it just simply wasn't backed by Lancia. So kind of an unfortunate end to what was an extremely well-designed and high-performing car. So that's where the Stratos sat for years. Um, it, like I said, it was raced by private owners, but not another one was made uh, from Lancia, and it just kind of disappeared. That was the case until someone wanted to create a modern version of this car. And so the very first concept of a new Stratos was actually a senior project, so a like a college project, created by a man named Chris Harbleck. So Chris didn't just want to 
design the car and and just say, hey, this is what a new Stratos would look like. He looked to turn his final design into a real car. He wanted to make it real. Um, and to do this, he got the support of Michael Stoschek, who was obviously, a, he's, a, he's a very rich uh, German um, and a huge fan of rallying. So he was interested in in producing a modern version of this car. Um, so next, they needed to find a company to work with um, to turn this into a reality. And no one was extremely interested at first, but eventually they actually got the backing of Pininfarina, which is a bit of a strange switch up because the very first Stratos, the Zero Concept, was specifically designed to compete with Pininfarina. I mean, it was, a, it was designed as a rival. It was designed to take their business away. And then the new one ends up being at least in part, designed by them. So I just thought that was kind of an ironic twist that history has provided. Um, but to be fair, they, they did a good job, or more specifically, Harbleck did a good job. They changed little um, from his original design, um, and it does, these new Stratos really do look like a modern version of the older car. The biggest change was that they got rid of the pop-up headlights and just made the headlights flow with the body lines of the car. Um, they look a little awkward. Uh, I definitely think pop-ups would have been better and would have kept more true to the original concept, but it's a nice looking car. However, the production of these new Stratos wasn't that easy at that point. So they had the backing of Pininfarina, um, but then they, they ran into other problems, and again with Ferrari. So this new Stratos uses a Ferrari 430 Scuderia as a donor car. They, so they take that car and they actually shorten the chassis by about 7.9 inches, which is significant. They use a lot of the same mechanical elements from the Scuderia, including the 4.3 liter V8 engine, which produces a whopping 540 horsepower. But, like, I mean, Ferrari, I guess, just doesn't like Stratos's because after, you know, a couple were developed and they were looking to make a production run, Ferrari was like, sorry, we actually won't provide the parts required to produce the car. I, I don't, I haven't been able to find a real good motivation, but they just said, sorry, no. And because Ferrari kind of backed out and Ferrari wouldn't provide its support, Pininfarina also backed out and said, sorry, we can't build the car uh, see you guys later. Um, so that's where it sat for nine years. Um, and f after nine years, the project would get revamped. It would, uh, it would again be tried to, to go from concept to real car. And the reason that it was able to get kind of reinvigorated was a couple things had changed. The first and probably the biggest was that the required donor car, the 430 Scuderia, had become outdated. It was now an old car, and because of that, a little bit more available. The second fact that, that allowed this project to, uh, to come alive again was that the special projects manager at Pinaferina, during the development of the new Stratos, actually left and created his own firm called Matt. And Matt was willing to produce these cars. Um, they also changed it so that it would be customer-supplied Ferraris, instead of Ferraris provided by Ferraris. Um, so, you know, it kind of stopped Ferrari from continuing to mess with this project. Um, and through that, these new Stratoses were made. And they are beast of cars. Um, 
Like I said, they produce 540 horsepower. They have a claimed top speed of 200 miles per hour and a zero to 60 time of 3.1 seconds, which is, whew, that's really fast. Uh, they also have a six-speed manual transmission, which gives I give a big thumbs up. You know, gotta stick with those manual transmissions. Gotta make it a true driver's car. Um, and the sad thing for all of us everyday people is that just 25 of these new Stratos's are were made and the first one sold at auction for seven hundred and fifty five thousand dollars but it makes sense uh this car is actually faster in the straights and corners than its donor car the 430 scuderia it produces more power it's lighter and has a suspension that sacrifices essentially all comfort for handling ability supposedly these cars turn on a dime they have just perfect suspension and insane power uh, i was reading one review and it said that they're really hard to drive but when you're driving it you feel like you just simply aren't adequate to drive it not that the car is designed poorly so chances are you can't get your hands on a new stratos unless you're very well off which some of you may be but what about an old one you know they're old no one likes them anymore can you get a old lancia stratos uh <laughs> no not really only 492 were ever made and they are still super super desirable That'll be it for the Lancia Stratos HF. I hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, if you'd like to be kept up to date with the podcast, you can follow my Instagram at automotive.podcast. Um, I also just made a Twitter, and the handle for that is at automotivepod. Um, and the Twitter, I'm going to be tweeting out some cool just random facts about different cars um so go ahead and follow that and also i'll keep you updated with the podcast if there are any cars you'd like me to cover in the future you can go ahead and dm me on either twitter or instagram uh, i check them daily and i can uh, do that podcast for you other than that thank you for listening